From restaurant openings and discounts on bars and hotels to beauty and fashion offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. And this month, we're offering new annual sign-ups a free Kate Somerville exfoliating treatment worth £72. Or you can trial VIP and get two months free access using the code VIPX2 at checkout. For more information, visit SherlocksVIP.com. Welcome to the Sheerlux Highlights podcast with me, Olivia Wayne, and Becky Hull, Heather Steele, and Tamara Coronan joining me today. Thanks, ladies. This is my first one, so be nice. Welcome. Thank you. I'm here because obviously Charlotte got married this weekend, (laughs) so covering for her. Has anyone seen pictures? I have. Have you? We've got a few mutual friends. She looks incredible, and the venue looks amazing as well. No, I haven't got Instagram, so I haven't looked, but I'll be asking somebody in the office to let me have a stalk later. Yeah, I'm sure they'll all come. Oh, in floods absolutely can't yeah. wait for it to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. anyway Charlotte obviously got married but your weekends anything good busy just as ever entertaining a lot actually um, Father's Day and you have a yes, father of five father, father of five <laughs> and actually my father was also here oh, nice. he lives abroad so that was nice as well we didn't do anything actually so special but we made sure the cards and prezzies and we ticked the box let's put it that way yeah. but no special outing it's a bit of a box ticking exercise in truth yeah no I agree did you do anything I did actually see my dad this weekend, so yeah, I feel like did a good job there. I, I know Do you live we, near him? No, not at all, but I did see him, and I was with my sister, who's got an eight-month-old, so it was her husband's first Father's Day Aww. as well, so that was nice to be there for that. Aww, that was special. Yeah. Becky? Well, Saturday, this sounds really trivial, but I got my hair done, and there was something about going and sitting in the hairdressers for three hours of solid nothing. I, I can't bear it. Well, to be fair, I couldn't if it was regular, but as the one-off, I was like, you get to read a magazine. Like, I've not read a physical magazine. No, I think that's a lot. I just literally am antsy, like, get me out of the chair, get yeah, me out of the chair. Yeah, I'm very I think it is like a bit fifth split, isn't yeah. it? You either do yeah. or you don't. I think I'd quite like it. Like, mm. it's like forced relaxation. You can't like, do anything so, else. For me, it's so not relaxing. <laughs> I'm like clock watching they always take longer than they think because they're like yeah. oh you've got so much hair I'm like yes yeah. I do <laughs> I tried to tell you this and also I like to manage my expectation like how long am I going to be here and yeah. I'll be like we'll get you in and out I and mean, it's never in and yeah. out yeah. and I just I can't bear it but it sometimes it feels like a necessary evil mm. I also say as soon as I sit down the chair right I've got to leave by this time and you know when you've got your colour actually on your head and it's waiting, you know, for it to sink in. And I'm like, can I go now to the wash basin? I also get really worried they're going to forget about me. And you're going to end up with, like, really real busy. Yeah. bad you know, bad really things. Busy. And I'm like, I think my time's up. I think I need to go. <laughs> you can't. Like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Another 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, it's really painful. painful. It is painful. It is painful. But, like, the end was yeah. beautiful. Thank you, ladies. And then, yeah, Sunday. Well, actually, Sunday was a bit eventful because Father's Day was celebrated. But first, Harry and I... I travelled to Stratford to do the Arcelor slide. It's basically been built at the Olympic Park and we've had this ticket, I'm not joking you, for a year because I've been putting it off because I'm really claustrophobic and he's scared of heights. Isn't it the amazing structure? Oh, you can go down you it now. Slide. I didn't realise. So now you can slide down this big silver slide that takes 40 seconds. It's very enclosed. But anyway, we went there yesterday. We travelled from Brighton to Stratford, which took two hours, just saying. For a 40-second um, ride. <laughs> exactly. You haven't heard the end yet. Got there and they said that we couldn't ride the slide because they had to regulate the speed. What does How do you regulate mean? the speed as well? How do you regulate the yeah. speed of a, slide? of a slide? We stood there for about 10 minutes just arguing with this poor girl who probably had no idea. Anyway, we went for two hours to Stratford for a 10 oh minute shake 
Shaq Burger. I'm back again. And that was it. That's worth it. <laughs> yeah, we had to make it worth it. But okay. yeah, didn't yeah. get a thumbs up from me. You went, you tried, and it didn't work. So yeah. in a way, best of both. Yeah. Mm. So Great. that was me. Interesting. So I'm a complete Love Island bore. That's all I'm watching at the moment. So I'm quite intrigued to hear if anyone else is watching anything because there's just no time for me. Well, quite different. <laughs> Buckle up. Actually, on the back of Heather's recommendation, I watched When They See Us this oh, weekend yes. on Netflix. And first episode, that I was, was really emotional. Really? Um, and I'm sure everybody knows, but for the sake of the podcast, it's about the Central Park Five who were wrongly accused mm. of the rape and attack on a woman who was jogging through Central Park and it is horrifying what happened and it's horrifying that it's likely still happening in places today and it just shows how messed up the justice system is and oh, it's in brutal. America particularly or in everywhere a, I think yeah America particularly but I mean these guys were young they were 14 one was 14 years old and was you know being interrogated without a guardian without food and drink for 20 hours without loo breaks anything and was it the pressure for them to just find suspects or anyone did, uh, there's one moment where Felicity Kaufman's mm. character, she's the sort of head of sex offences in New York, where she says every black boy who was in that park is a suspect oh, and they God. just grab anyone they yeah. can. And it's horrible. What I found fascinating and again horrifying is how they do coerce people into saying that they're guilty because obviously these boys weren't and they mm. were completely they... forced into it. It was mad. And the boys didn't even know each other. Two of them knew each other, but they were all kind of in the park because they were all black like oh you must all know each other they didn't and they were like you know being interrogated saying oh did Anton do this and he's like I don't know who Anton is mm. but very slowly how awful yeah. you know Trump still goes on oh yeah about he truly believes mm. that they are the suspects really yes. he's yes. in it actually Has in the second been? episode mm. because he even in the 80s he spent something like $400,000 taking out these full page adverts in New York's mm. biggest papers to be like Let's give him the death penalty. Why? What did he have he, any reason I, to do that for? What was his I motivation? think it was an assumption thing. Yeah. And it was because of all the hype that it was a big surrounded them. And I think people then just wanted to jump to the conclusion and get it done. But well, people like to know it's all wrapped up. Mm, and yeah. it's, otherwise, it's so fearful. Isn't yes, it? exactly. It's a security but yeah. that makes people feel more secure. But there's it? proper DNA evidence to prove that it wasn't them. Mm. Um, now, but not at the time. Not at no. the time, yeah. The thing is, the woman who was attacked and raped, uh, she was in a coma and when she did wake up she didn't remember anything so she couldn't say right. either mm. but yeah they were all locked up for a very long time in various different prisons the one who was 16 years old when he was tried ended up in the adult prison system and saw and all sort you know rapists in prison are kind of you know yeah. you can just oh, the lowest of the low as far as other inmates are concerned so he had an awful time of it but um, i think it's important to watch i really think it mm. is and i think it opens your eyes to it seems like a lot of those documentaries mm. you know this is a docudrama we should say oh, right. so it's based on so it's not footage or anything like mm. that it's actors yeah. you know the stephen people. avery one making murder like that like literally a woman gets attacked and the police don't like him and they just link him exactly and even though it's disproven mm -hmm. it still then comes up his whole life and then he goes back in again for other things he yeah. didn't yeah. you know but it's, it's, uh, it's only four episodes mm -hmm. they're all at different stages so there are kind of two actors per yeah. five if that makes sense so you see them when they're younger and then when they're older as well mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely worth a watch it's not pleasant viewing but it's really well 
well acted. Watch it when you're feeling strong. Yeah. Mm. That's my advice, guys. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about some of the really good, and there are loads of good, like, content articles that are on the Sherlock's website this week because I got lost in the hole. But I learned lots. So the first one, Becky, I think you wrote about the seven proven benefits of green tea, which we all know lots of them. Mm. Obviously, the anti-aging benefits, lovely. We're always looking for that. Energy boosting, yes. But really important for kind of boosting your brain function and like essential things that fish oils do but also you could be doing sipping on your tea yeah. do you want to go tell us a bit more about it yeah so I'm actually not a green tea drinker but I obviously after writing this piece I was thinking I probably should be because it contains key stimulants all of which are proven by experts to improve and boost brain focus and mood which is pretty impressive and I mean I think they've long the benefits of green tea have long been touted but it was really interesting reading it and the fact that it's also packed full of vitamin B and E so naturally that is very good for plumping your skin and keeping the healthy maintenance of it so yeah who knew green tea had so many benefits and I think there's still a lot of research to be done with things when things like this say they reduce risk of disease I think you kind of have to take it with a slight pinch of salt because you could say that about anything but there apparently is numerous studies that show that it helps to give you a decreased rate of bladder kidney liver and breast cancer I think it has such a distinct taste, though. Such a distinct taste. But you can get such lovely varieties, like a Mm. lemon one or a mango that you can take the edge off. And also, I think the trick is you do not let that brew. No. Like, it's it's two minutes and then you get that out. Actually, that is true, because I spoke to somebody who said... It turns rancid for me. And ruins your teacups as well. Oh, it does. It's a stain. (laughs) (laughs) It's a problem. No, but in terms of, yeah, like, obviously you need it to steep enough. Not stew, But stew is not a good look. But I wonder if you get the benefits if you have decaffeinated green tea. Apparently you do, but I think it's not quite as potent. As potent, Mm, right. Um, I really like a green tea, but you know, some people like, I start my day with a green tea. I've tried that so many times, I feel physically sick. Me too. Me too. Because I've said this to people before and they're like, you weirdo. You have three black coffees and you're fine on an empty stomach. Why can't you have a green tea? But that shows its efficacy on the metabolism, I guess. Well, yeah, and actually, funny you say that because the nutritionist I spoke to recommended you drink it before you work out yeah, because yeah. it increases your fat burn but I mean obviously yeah. if it's giving you like that kind of no thing. I always feel super nauseous yeah, mm, if that's the first thing mm. but then I used to mix it I used to put peppermint tea bag in it as well and again yeah, get the green out quick and then it really softened the blow yeah. when I used to work at Sky and get up at three in the morning I had to save my coffee mm-hmm. it was like one coffee a shift mm. and it was normally at eight-ish to power through of course. so the first drinks were the green mint yeah. mix Boring. Anyway, (laughs) I know it does work. But also, you know, centuries gone by, you know, and obviously Japan can't just drink it like nothing, right? Constantly. Something. Yeah, they they all live a very long time and they're a very healthy nation. So I think. It says in the piece to have one maybe around three o'clock instead of your three o'clock coffee, mm. and apparently that can boost your yeah. brain function and stuff. So I think I might try and we'll reintroduce one. Elbows out. However, is that not for the caffeine hit that you'd get from your coffee too? But it's, it's not as much caffeine as a tea bag or a coffee, so you're getting the benefits of a bit of a caffeine without the jittery without bit. the jitters. Mm. All right, so whether you're going for a workout, you need the pick-me-up, or you want to boost your brain, green tea's the one for you. Speaking of being fit and healthy and active, are you as fit as you should be, and do you know what that should be? 
Actually, I found this feature really interesting. Also, I liked how it was in age bracket. Yeah, that was mm. good. Really good. So uh, the answer to that is no. <laughs> I know what I should be doing. Well, um, it's very clear now. You very know what you clear. should be doing. Or be able to be achieve. Ab- yeah, yes. that's also quite scary having read this. That I should be able to do, I think it's like 20. What age start. bracket are you in, Tom? I'm in the 40s. Right. So it's all divided up from your 20s, yes. your 30s, your 40s. And it's nice to have, yes, a kind of aim that you should be going for. So if you can do it easily, you're on course, but obviously keep going. But if you cannot achieve these things, you probably need to up your levels of movement. So in your 40s, you should be able to perform 10 full press-ups in one minute. Okay. 20 walking lunges in a minute and comfortably swim the crawl for 30 minutes. Now that one seems Ooh. quite... See, I'm a swimmer and right. I think I could do that. I think that's fine because I swim quite a lot. But I think if this is like from the beginning, this is quite a lot of, you know... No, and obviously this is like an overview mm, and an yeah. indication. If you're not a swimmer, yeah. then doing the crawl yeah. for 30 minutes would be very hard, but you yeah. might be able to go for like a brisk walk. For yes, that's what actually, mm-hmm. you know, the feature's saying a lot of walking instead of running because it's bad on your knees. Actually, I thought, <laughs> is it like that old that if I run, it's like, bad on my knees? Yeah, yeah, it's like, bad it's on everyone's anyone's knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah however old exactly, it's not about your age. Exactly, exactly. Obviously, your bone density at 40 is yeah. slightly different to your yeah. 20s. It's written by quite a well-known fitness blogger called Fitness on Toast. And so she's a personal trainer and qualified. So she, you know, is giving obviously an overview, but she also gives you nice breakdowns of exercises you could do mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. like little workouts. So are you two in your 20s? Uh, I'm in my 30s. Okay, me too. I'm in my 20s. You're in your 20s. See, the so 20s one, I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I, didn't I mean, you should be able to play a game high-intensity squash for an hour. <laughs> but, it's a bit rogue, isn't it? But also, run a 10k in an hour. Yeah. I'd, Maybe I'd, you with, this, with training yeah, up to it. But exactly. there's no way, like, tomorrow, if you're like, I don't run, I'm going to go do a 10k. <laughs> well, like, I've know. never played squash. Like, squash. Squash is full on. But yeah. again, but again, this is about, like, the kind of, I guess, I calories do. expended mm. thing. It makes you think. That's what I like. Yeah. Okay, so let's discuss yeah. then the 30s. I thought the 30s one was okay, but that's it's only... It's because I, I do quite a lot of yoga, so I can do a downward dog and I can do a side plank, plank but that's only because I do yoga. Right. If they put in something to do with running or swimming, yeah. I'd say no. I must say, I read the 30s one and I was like, that's more doable than mine. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, obviously, we're older, so it's yeah. harder. It tapers <laughs> off. Look after our it's knees. More the 20s yeah. was more doable than the 30s. But ultimately, what's obviously important from this and it's interesting to read that the older you get the more essential it is that you focus on building muscles yes, yes, absolutely yeah. like weight bearing exercise yes, and, and things I like. have found in my 30s I mainly only do weight training and I've seen a huge change in my body from that really? whereas when I, in my 20s I used to spin like five mm, times a week yeah. and I might have felt fit but I didn't feel strong yes. in the same mm-hmm. way. So, And I think now I everyone's think. very much into being strong and fit and yeah. healthy. It's yeah. not about being strong. Like, yeah. It's size eight. And but let me tell you, the weights will change mm-hmm. your muscle shape mm-hmm. and mass. That You'll actually look great for it, but the benefits are... And also, Huge. you're burning calories for two days afterwards, mm-hmm. which is great. You feel great. How can you get into this from a the beginning then? Because I've been thinking for a while, I want to get into weights. I can't afford a personal no, trainer. But- I watch girls do it, you know, in front of the mirrors, but I wouldn't really know where to no, start. No, and I think it's really important that you don't just pick up some mm. weights and go for it because you yeah. do yourself a lot of mm-hmm. injury. And also, you start light. I mean, you're not, like, going for the heaviest. Yeah. Well, I used to do one of those, you know, 19 pounds a month gyms mm. open 24 yeah, hours. But there were exactly still it. trainers around. Mm. And I think the key is 
it's not booking your sessions indefinitely, but like book a session yeah. and say, I'd like to get into it. And if they can just show you like a few exercises for top half, bottom half, yeah. you know, the main. And once you get comfortable on those, it does open up a whole world. And mm. there are these kind of online programs. Mm. I, but again, I think checking in once every six weeks with yeah. someone and sharing it with a friend. I think it's because mm. like, it is technique, isn't it? Like, so you don't want to like All do your technique. backing because you've been trying to doing mm. something, you know, like incorrectly. Squats. Yeah. Uh, amazing, but not if you're arching your back yeah, and Sunday's all in your back and not yeah. in your legs. Which is yeah, yeah. Same you know? with sit-ups, if you're like, yeah, using your neck and not your stomach, I suppose. But I think it's about confidence, mm-hmm. but being shown and instructed and like writing your notes, yeah. you know. And also, it's really nice going into the gym and being like, this is what I have to achieve and then I can leave. Mm-hmm. I find it overwhelmingly boring when you're like, right, it's endless. I could be here for two hours just trying each machine. Like, that's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Go in, have your 45-minute plan and get out but I do think unfortunately you either need to kind of share a session with a friend Mm -hmm. or two just to all get guidance and check your technique or CrossFit is all Mm. weight bearing exercises Mm. and that's groups and that's again probably a much cheaper way but that's kind of culty and quite intense I think there's always instructors around in the gym and I think they'll probably welcome someone to approach them and say can you help me makes them feel wanted doesn't it they just they kind of circuit the gym not doing very much so I think approach trainers if they're around and say you know what do I do with this machine or how much weight should I be but also I think lifting know if it doesn't feel right like listen to your body Mm -hmm. if you're like this does hard effort versus pain it shouldn't be painful Mm -hmm. it should require a bit of come on you can do this but not to the detriment of like my back's gonna snap here Mm. but I also agree with you trainers are kind of lurking wanting to do things but I also think you could almost get a plan and be like could you show me what a deadlift is and how you do it properly no I'm definitely yeah if you think just asking you know maybe having one or two sessions and then be left to my own devices Mm. that's perfectly fine I'm just a pushover so I'm worried that they're gonna like sign me up and say no (laughs) you've got to be strict on that as well like it is expensive however I also think there is no greater money invested in your health and well-being like do you agree I'm not saying you need to spend crazy amounts but you know I'd rather forego a dinner out a week knowing I'm doing being the healthiest version of myself okay so anyone got any fears here fears of flying fears of dogs fears of anything I've never been someone that's afraid of flying no I have to say I read this piece though and I did find it fascinating because the one thing that resonated with me actually was the claustrophobic feeling on a plane but I must say I only get that when they cram you onto the bloody plane make you sit there and then they're like we're delayed for two hours and Mm. you can't get Mm. off but in the air I don't know about you guys but I feel I've never had a fear of flying but actually as I've got older and I have experienced some really bad turbulence that has almost brought some fear into flying which I never have never experienced before I don't know if it's like an age thing or sometimes also when I'm with my children I feel responsible for yeah, them also imagine. there's a lot of them I so you always feel responsible for your children yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I'm also like who do I hold it's who always that like, who would I get out first how would I do it yeah, exactly it's because you you're so sort. out of control yeah. like even if you're driving and it's I mean God forbid you have a yeah. crash it's yeah. like you're in the seat it's happening to you but being so powerless mm. I mean I've been on the flights where even the air hostess is like strapping in oh that's that. awful that's and a sign like, oh that's God. a sign I've actually been on the flight when the thing's come down no. I was a very young my parents had to put it on me Did you remember you know? of course yeah. but you try and remember the statistics of like you have to fly every day for 120,000 years before oh, there's ooh. even a likelihood you'll die yeah. there we go okay, well, that's music to my ears the problem is those types of 
very rare yeah. accidents but it, but it are obviously big news because mm. it's so rare and Completely. so catastrophic. But then you're reading it, so next time you're on a flight, that is what you think about. Okay, so what can we do? Because obviously now we're all going to be shitting ourselves. <laughs> Hypnotherapy, classic, kind of get to the root. Because often with fears, it's a root issue mm. that yeah. if you can untap and bring it up and mm. deal with, hopefully you'd not feel it anymore. And in the same way, they recommend CBT as yeah. well. So I think that yeah. can, you can unlearn behaviours and exactly. processes. And I know somebody that did a fear of flying course. Mm. She said that it genuinely, completely changed her view. Because she's been petrified from a young age. So I think to hear that from someone that has been mm. scared for so long... No, it definitely... You know, I actually know three people and they all now fly happily or can get themselves in totally fine state. Mm. And often it's because they've really explained to you the mechanics and engineering elements of why this is happening and why this is fine. But there's, like, plenty you can do. So the flying course, yeah. CBT, hypnotherapy, breathe, like, in everything breathe. when you get yourself <laughs> in an anxious situation, like, learn deep breathing breathing mm-hmm. and just calm down yeah. take, calm <laughs> take a weighted blanket that's interesting I was about to say I thought that was really interesting that they've now found that it works for people because I think they said it was for people with autism and it's weird yes. to have the same yeah that comfort to like yeah you just yeah. feel yeah. weighted and secure strapped yeah. in imagine carrying that though around I was, the uh, yeah I was going to say the same thing I mean you've got enough baggage as it is <laughs> so I'm just bringing it just in case yeah. however if you're that terrified you'll do you what would, you need yeah. to do yeah. Yeah. no did you have the wheelie it's yeah. fine <laughs> Interestingly, it doesn't say drink loads and self-medicate with a sleeping pill. <laughs> I never drink a drop of alcohol on the plane. That fills me with anxiety. Feeling drunk and needing fresh air mm. or something. A lot of people use it as an opportunity. I know. Yeah. I've never understood. Well, for me, I just think of my skin and hydration. Yeah, and I think puffy. of it, you know, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going to age 10 years on this plane. Mm. But you see people drinking copious amounts I know. of alcohol. And also then you're just sat in your little chair. Yeah. For like, imagine how long haul. Can you think of anything worse? Yeah. Feeling drunk and woozy and a bit rough. Yeah. And or then yeah, sobering up and hungover all on the same and flight. And having to eat plain food as your oh, hangover oh. food. And the bloat is unreal from alcohol, yeah. let alone yeah. from the flight. So combine that, you'd literally be like, Oh, yeah. And you'd be dehydrated for the whole trip because yeah. it's like the double dehydrated. No, no, no. <laughs> double dehydrated. On to beauty and keeping beautiful, i.e. not drinking on planes. Brow pinching. Mm. Becky, what? <laughs> it's a new treatment that Blink Brow Bar are offering. And now this came about because they did it as part of their brow shape. It was given that they would pinch your brows for a little extra treat. And then it's become so popular that people have asked for it as an individual treatment. So so the idea is it's nothing to do with actually shaping your brows it's to do with stimulating your lymph around that area and just giving it's literally just little pinching I'm doing it as I talk yeah I know it's like <laughs> if you could away. only see so like pincy pinches pincy. or nice big squishy pinches I think it's pincy little pinches it's little pinching like if you around. wanted to hurt someone pinch yes that's how like I like sibling see. pinch yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. Sibling. not a twist without yeah. the twist probably <laughs> and not yeah. a tiny burn <laughs> I think it sounds quite nice I yeah. quite like the idea of being sort of I understand it would stimulate the area obviously mm. because it brings blood straight and mm. straight to the area but I think it is painful the skin around your eyes is so, so thin yeah. so delicate that 
having someone pinch around my eye area, I wouldn't think I'd go and think, oh, I'll go for some brow pinching today. Mm. I don't think I'd pay Have for that treatment. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it because it puts me off that, you know. Because Becky suggests it's incredibly gentle. You know, Becky can go have a yeah, have she, a go. Can, <laughs> she can just report that. I think, you know, there are some areas on your face that you probably definitely don't give any mm. time to. Yeah. And thinking, oh, if I'm actually puffy and got toxins around here, A, that must add to headaches mm. and general sure. brain fogginess. So that must be lovely to feel clear here. And maybe, like, does it help with your sinuses and flowing of everything? I don't know. Like, it probably yeah. gets everything going, It's basically it? meant to completely clear the toxins that mm. are in that area because that is where some of your lymphs are as well. So it's just taking that down. It will give you more glow, she claims. And I think it's a place you hold tension as well without really... Yeah, like furrowed it. You can literally yeah. see it and feel it. When I spoke to her, she said that, you know, people can... They do claim it relieves their headaches. It's a build-up that you get there that you didn't even know you had. And it's only 15 minutes. So I think it is a case of stepping in, taking it for what it is. But they have said that it's the new take on Botox. Mm. So... I mean, hey, it's worth a try at 15 minutes. Yeah, I'd rather do that than Botox right now for 15 minutes and Mm. no cost or pumping toxins. I mean, I think it's well worth a try if you're looking to sort of rebalance and take down puffiness. It is definitely a neglected area. And they've called it a form of yoga massage, so... Oi! I'm keen to try it, personally. Mm. Well, I'd like you to report back. I shall. So it's only uh, brow bars currently? Currently only blink brow bar, but I think you'll start to see a stream of copycats because it genuinely is really popular amongst their clients. And actually, I'm sure you could YouTube how to do it. How to do it. Well, actually, they say that they recommend sort of doing one appointment with them, learning the technique, and then there's nothing to stop you from doing it daily at home. I had a gua sha thing. What's that? (laughs) Tell me. That's like the Japanese form of massage with that kind of big stony implement. It's almost like a pebble. Yeah, a flat pebble. Smooth, lovely pebble with like little contour in a way that you can get on your jawline and get around your eyes. And so they did it, and they're like, it's very easy. So then on the gua sha stone it gives you kind of tips mm-hmm. so I was like right come on do it and yesterday just drops it in the sink and it shattered oh, no. <laughs> I know and I felt really like why didn't the toothpaste fall <laughs> why didn't the cotton buds oh, fall why was it so... that I didn't realise of course it's like crystal yeah. it just like went oh, oh no and you know what it really works though I hate yeah. to say it now I'm really, really it. upset it's really impressive you, you like push it and yeah, you're like yeah, getting nice. rid of all the and also you get lovely oil you're just like yeah it's, I think so it's a real sweet. treatment oh, yeah, and in front of the TV if once you're kind of like know that and I obviously I'm not doing it properly but whatever I've had it done on one side of my face before and you can see the difference it literally it literally gives you a cheekbone I also think it's Honestly, so relaxing it's yeah. so because it's like this smooth lovely and also mine was like a rose quartz mm, you know yeah. so infusing yeah. oh no oh well that's gone <laughs> brow pinching is the way forward yeah. so this is an interesting one I've been reading seed cycling I'm not sure if any of you know what that is but basically it's a way to rebalance hormones regularize your periods it's a craze saying over instagram but it's a holistic approach to basically sort menstrual problems i've always had quite inoffensive periods probably highly irregular actually but i always thought they were regular and then i realized oh no they're every six or four or three weeks but i thought (laughs) because it was always a thursday it was regular (laughs) anyway but ultimately you on different days or weeks or portions of your month you're eating different seeds so sunflower and sesame seeds or pumpkin seeds for zinc and it's all to do with progesterone secretion and the different you know follicular phases in your cycle 
thoughts because I mean it seems like wow just a handful of seeds could do all of that who knows I think just add seeds to your diet mm, but it, the whole point is that it's the cycling element mm. so You're meant to have specific seeds uh, at different parts of your cycle mm. it does say you can add them to your smoothies or sprinkle them mm. on porridge so I guess there's ways of making it exciting but this does kind of sound like a miracle cure doesn't it because I mean who knew a pumpkin seed could I think well, it's worth a try it does make sense in terms of if you break down like what's in seeds they're essential fatty acids minerals vitamins like they're very good if you are trying to conceive like for the man mm. eat a handful of pumpkin seeds mm, is like yeah, known yeah. to like boost yeah. sperm production mm, mm-hmm. so it all makes sense in that case it's more this kind of right for the first 14 days you want to eat this type of seed and then as soon as you know you start your period you want to switch to this type of seed but I guess if you have problematic irregular painful periods you're going to try something yeah. natural and easy like this first yeah, I think you? something natural is definitely appealing, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I don't know how convinced I am that this would be I mean, an effective. Well, it says it's thing. you know to stabilise sex hormones and ultimately improve overall menstrual health. I wonder if people get enough of the omegas, you mm. know, the fatty acids, the minerals in their diet this is quite a nice easy way of doing it and like to be honest a handful of pumpkin seeds in the day is not really big I love seeds me too I snack on them anyway yeah but it's like you know from day one through to 14 the follicular phase you need phytoestrogens I mean there's a lot of science to it yeah and how many cycles do you think you need to give it a go to see if it works Mm, that's also you know? true. You can't do it one month and hope no, it does anything. No, no. I think it's worth a shot, isn't it? And I think if you do suffer from pain or you are trying to, you know, get pregnant or anything else, I think people will try things. So why not? Right. Moles. <laughs> they're important. I mean, you've got to know what you're looking at and check. Because mainly I'm sure they're harmless and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I've had about three or four removed, but you need to be tracking and checking that they are all okay. Becky, what will you kind of know Completely. more about this? Yeah, I mean, I actually wrote this piece because I also, I have a mole on my back, which is honestly out of nowhere, it just raised almost overnight. And then it fell off. On its own? On its own. Wow, and, um, a dream. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it came back. Oh, right. <laughs> Not that dreamy. So it actually, it weirdly scabbed over, which was the worry, and then it sort of broke off. So it wasn't a case of this lump was in my bed. But the doctor said to me that actually it was completely fine and it was really common. But on the back of that, I thought, I don't think many people would know that's common. Mm. And I think a lot of people would be quite alarmed. So I think it's a really interesting piece. And I think so many people still neglect their moles. I mean, I have done it before, so I'm sure everybody has. Why do you think people do neglect them? Because I think they take for granted how easily they can now be converted into a melanoma. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's scary. When I did the research with them, when I interviewed Justine Hextall, it's petrifying. I mean, she does say that more often than not, they're likely to not turn into anything too serious. But I think it's about knowing what to look out for. And it is about getting a yearly check. I think if you're darker skinned, it varies. But I think when you're really fair, or if you're someone that has never had it done, you need to be getting that checked because your moles change all the time. I think you've also <gasps> got to be aware to look for change. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really important, especially the size. Exactly. It's all about the Which size. Which she says in here, it goes A, B, C, D, E. And the first is asymmetry border which is change shape colour diameter and evolving which is constant changing of shape 
So, which is fine if you can see them, but yeah. if they're on your mm-hmm. back, that's something you either need someone to be looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is... And I think the idea of that is to get somebody to monitor it with a picture. So take a picture. So is it like this mole mapping? Yeah, thing? but so... it's basically taking it on yourself if you're really concerned. Get your little camera or your phone and right. just keep monitoring it over the. I think when I saw my doctor, actually, he said to take a picture every month. Mm. Oh, really? And look at its process. Actually, a good idea is to almost have like a one penny or five penny piece and put it against your mole. So yeah. when you take the picture, That's you can clever. actually yeah. see mm. the difference. You know, hopefully it wouldn't grow or wouldn't change, but anything with discoloration or the size is major. And also, I think it's very important to check these things and keep going back. Like, yeah. if you're dismissed but you don't feel it's right, yeah. don't take that yeah, as, absolutely. you know... Absolutely. Completely agree. So, Heather, you've had some removed? Yeah, so I've had quite a few removed, and I have to go to the hospital kind of once a year to kind of get lots of screenings because I'm very fair, and also <laughs> there's a history of melanoma in my family. It's what my grandma had. So I, a couple of years ago, again, I think in the piece it said most people have between, like, 10 and 40 moles. I've definitely mm. got a hell of a lot more <laughs> than that. And I think it was an ex-boyfriend years ago was kind of like, oh, one of them on your back so suddenly got really dark recently. So I went... So he was the one who pointed it out. So yeah, I went to the doctors and yeah, had to have six of them removed because they were worried about them. They're not bothered about most of them because they're quite small, mm. but like it's mainly on my back. I had a couple on my neck that were removed, but the ones that I've still got... I've taken photos of them all. Yeah. And is that all on the NHS? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, right. I had so to it... go to a skin yeah, there's section. There's more clinics yeah. as well. But, but exactly. That's good. So it's not like, not that you shouldn't invest to check these things, yeah. but it's not like a huge cost for no. you. Exactly. No, I didn't have to pay anything, which was obviously great. Love the NHS. And it is just, yeah, keeping an eye on it and keeping those ABCDs. I didn't know about the E, because mm. for me, E evolving is basically incorporating all, all the, the other things. things. And yeah, just kind of asking people to keep an eye on things. And just if you are worried about anything, just go and mm. ask because it's always better to check and be told it's fine exactly Completely. and I think more often than not if they are maybe not dodgy now but they're kind of causing pain or discomfort or just look a bit wrong it's so easy to get yeah. them removed it doesn't hurt it's it's, yeah. it takes minutes I found mine. I think I was so scared of it. I think it's the idea of removal of yes, your body. Yes, actually, yeah. because they numb it, so you actually yeah. don't feel it. Mm-hmm. But the thought of it mm-hmm. was like yeah. the injection yeah. anaesthetic actually hurt yes. more than yeah. the other things. But and yeah. then you're like, you know what they're doing? You can yeah. kind of yeah. feel it. It doesn't hurt. I, I couldn't yeah. see. It was weird. The bit I didn't like. This might put people off. So sorry. But they obviously cauterize it afterwards to stop the bleeding. But I didn't know what they were doing because it's not. You know, when <laughs> you're at the dentist, they're kind of like, oh, we're just going to do this we're just checking this um, they didn't like say anything so I was just lying on my front and I couldn't feel anything and I was just like I know that smell of burning what the hell is that <laughs> it smelled like yeah chicken cooking oh I was like God. what's that and they're like oh we're just like burning it so it stops bleeding I know and kind of looked to my Sinch. right and saw these bloody tissues and I was like oh Gee, right and it kind of felt quite odd but yeah mine are on my back tie how I got into it for my wedding dress I had a low back oh. and I like just didn't like it then I was like actually I don't know what What's going on here? Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I'm suddenly aware. So then I went, and then I yeah. had the remove, and he was like, "Actually, would like to get this off." Yeah, oh, but wow. then they test it once they it's do. Off, yeah, and you know, yeah. more yeah. often than not, I'm sure it comes back exactly. And do they send you regular letters or to yeah. say please come after a year? Do they? Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily normal. I think okay. it's because I've got this uh, basically a high risk of developing melanoma. Okay. I get like letters to go and get Mine's screened once a year. Yeah. It's just because of a lot of these melanoma things 
think a lot of it's genetics as well. Mm, yeah. And I think the piece is saying as well, if you obviously use sun cream, but if you got badly sunburnt as a child, mm, that can yeah. lead Massively to increase your a risk. real risk later on in life. So, mm. so do yeah. read that piece. Do, it's, it's so important. It's a public health service announcement, mm, yeah. that one. Or, and yeah, if anything, even if you think anything looks slightly wrong, just yeah, go to the doctor. Well, this leads on nicely, sun protection. Exactly. The best way to prevent issues is to protect yourself in the sun. So Lisa Potter Dixon has kind of done her roundup of tips and tricks and what's new and what she loves in the SBF world. Obviously, summer is here for some people, not England. But anyway, it's not always about sun, is it? The rays, as in it doesn't have to be a beautifully hot sunny day for you to need to protect yourself. But... What Lisa has done, which is interesting, is to think about things that, you know, when should you apply? When should you reapply? The SPF in your makeup that I think a lot of us non-beauty professionals rely on is like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I've got SPF 30 in my moisturizer or face base, which might not be enough, mm. which is annoying. Yeah, she says, don't rely on these dull areas to remember that get forgotten. And then she goes through her firm favorites. Do you guys have any firm favorites, brands that you love to wear and rate? Well, I'm big on SPF. I'm SPF 50 all the way every day and I'll have it in my skincare my makeup I'll put on more I I'm really protect my skin a lot and I make sure also with my family as well they're always wearing SPF 50. which is amazing because you're 18 mm. you look about 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have got fantastic um, you do have good skin, skin. but I do do you attribute it to SPF or is that a well I am thing? like I won't sit in the sun I'll be in the sun I love the sun but I won't sunbathe, mm. you know. I did you ever? It. I did, but even as a teenager, I was always very aware about the sun. You have, like, Middle Eastern blood, don't you? Yeah, but I've always been really careful. Always, like, I always think, you know, when I've got a few too many freckles, I was like, okay, yeah, right, enough. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need is a little spread of freckles. God, I, I live fine. for that. You can fake it. I know, but for me, it's, I view yeah. it as I'm putting in vitamins and yeah. nourishment. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. It's not yeah. just about the colour. It's more I... I feel like I'm giving myself mm. goodness more than the bad things. You can do that with a hat on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was an interesting study last year that I remember reading that basically said that we're all putting too much SPF on straight away yes. and that we should be getting out in the sun for 10 yeah. minutes to absorb you do that, that is sun. Yeah. 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 That is actually yeah. They say that about children, you know, yes. you yeah. don't let them see mm. sunlight without mm-hmm. factor 50 blocking. Mm. And it's like they need vitamin D, yeah. Yeah, especially like, here when we don't yes. get it enough. I think yeah. you are meant to give your skin 10 minutes minutes at yeah. least before mm. you slather but off. then you're supposed to wait half an hour yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a fuck you're on holiday or a week like come on <laughs> get me my tan yeah. <laughs> yeah. so go um, on but I love Dermalogica Suncare also there is a mineral based sun brand called Bear Republic it's so gorgeous on the skin it's not very well known yeah where do you um, get that it's all online but it's such a lovely feel to your skin there's no grease afterwards yeah. it kind of sinks in is that like an everyday one you'd recommend or yes it, I would I feel like on holiday you kind of don't mind if it's a bit more you kind of expect that mm, kind of holiday cream yeah. but this mm. is like daily so this is daily it's got no scent to it it's all minerals they have a sport version as well. They have a kids version, but it's so lovely on your. It's like a lovely silky film mm. that's on your Bear, skin. What's it Bear, Bear Republic. Republic. It's not. 
cheap, but it's also pretty affordable. Yeah. But I think it's the greasiness that puts everyone off. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think you're clogging. Yeah. Because that's traditionally like soul tan. Yeah. Probably yeah. Did, yeah. You know? Well, you yeah. have to wait forever, don't you? I wear it every day, Factor 50 mm. as well. I use Kiehl's Ultra Moisturizer Factor 50 one. But again, I think when you're on holiday, especially, you don't want to put it on and then wait for like 15 no. minutes so you can then put some makeup on. Yeah. So you just want to kind of you get on with it. On yeah. And also, I know from podcast, you're not like a beach no. holiday person. So you're like going out for the day. You're yeah. not just like going to sit by a pool. Yeah. So you want to get ready. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, so you're not like. Actually, talking about Sanka and children, all the rollerball applicators now, they're fantastic. Oh, they you know what else? The mousse. The mousse. Because you can kind of, yeah. especially with my son, not only that, it's yeah. like, i got to be quick. Like, I yeah. can't be rubbing yeah. the cream. Yeah. So I'll get a yeah. of mousse. Yeah. And then it's like, go, pat it on, and you hope it will just sink yeah. in, you know? And there's also now Sanka with colours. So the kids love it. You, and you've kind of got a rollerball, and it's coming out blue, oh, and things like that, which those. is really fun. Oh, because they, they enjoy no, awfully no, toxic. They yeah. enjoy doing it as yeah. well. Child spray is very good. You know, like for top ups. So there's this amazing, like Factor Seventy spray. Like is a big game for us. Like you spray, mm-hmm. mummy. No, I spray mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you know, and you can, at least like for the topping up. Or yeah. did I get your neck? I mean, I'm sure I've done it three times, but just in case. It's great, I love the it. The ones I don't like are the, they came out a few years ago, you don't see them so much now, but like the transparent sprays, because you oh, just can't see, see them. If you yeah. put it on, I absolutely, and they're not easy to rub in either. I think mm. they're really dangerous. I think it depends on the brand. I know what you mean, but I have recently discovered Cooler. Yeah, which, that's yes, the 70s yes. spray too. I love yes. Cooler. Yes. Yeah, this is mm. my favourite at the moment. And mm. the one I have is transparent, but the thing about it is you literally spray it and it covers your oh, whole arm fine. and you can feel. But there's a spritzy spray and like an aerosol yeah you know, I'm like about the spritzy yeah because they're like okay. a few little droplets yeah, and you can't yeah. see it yeah. that cooler one is oh. like it's high powered it's coming out you it's need the rain. aerosol because the aerosol lich- I'm not joking you it covers you I in one agree. spray I love that and it smells amazing well Lisa <laughs> likes Kate Somerville uncomplicated SPF 50 she said it is a genius product that is genius oh, it's mm. a setting spray it's and a, an yeah. SPF in one that's a good show very clever mm. it's very such no residue so you do your makeup and and then, then yeah. oh, that That's does sound dreamy. very clever. That's yes, it's like a top a coat. Idea. That's brilliant. Good old Pizbuin allergy lotion. That's good if you have sensitive skin. La Roche Posay comes up a lot, especially for children as well. Mm. Their kind of kids range is really good. I think the key here is like non-greasy, lightweight, mm. like especially for this kind of city sun cream. Ultra Sun Tinted Face Sun Cream, which is mm. nice because it's not a makeup with SPF. It is SPF. Mm. It just happens to be tinted. I really like Ultra Sun again for Me families because you can get giant family bottles. Like, maxi, like literally yeah. pumps, yeah. you know? Yeah. So if you have, I don't know, five kids, it's quite useful. A family size canister. Vichy Mattifying Face Dry Touch Sun Cream. If you're oily, she recommends that. And then Kiehl's, the one you recommended, Heather. So basically, do it. Like, there's really no excuse mm. there's plenty of products for all skin types and what you want all that sun cream you better go on holiday well there's a very good and very thorough piece on the site about family friendly places to go short haul but you know greece italy sicily all those kind of two to four hours it's enough thank you on a plane so there are nine favorites on the site so what did you say so costa navarino which is in greece I went there a couple of years ago. It was absolutely fantastic for the children. I mean, there was, apart from obviously everyone's got to have a kids club or a crash because that's just, otherwise there's no holiday for you. Mm-hmm. But there's separate pool area. 
areas. You know, the changing facilities are everywhere. They had like water slide area, playgrounds in every spot. Everything's very safe. I just lots felt, on one level. Lots, I feel like yeah, that's you're right. Lots like on one friendly. level. Yeah, buggy friendly. Lots of the food. They always had like kids options. Everything. They really couldn't have done more. They really thought outside the box as well. And even when you arrived, you weren't phoning reception saying, "Oh, I need a cot. I need a high chair. I need you know so and so." Everything was there on site, and also babysitting services, so you actually can get out and enjoy your own holiday. I was really impressed by them. Really impressed. So I'm not. I'm one of those. I only have one, so it's totally different. Because when you're five, I mean, you don't get a minute to yourself. <laughs> but I've always, at this stage in my motherhood journey, wanted to be with him. And also, we're not outnumbered, mm-hmm. so I can still yeah, have an hour. Yes, and exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah. But I totally get you're outnumbered. Like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but therefore, what I find annoying sometimes is that you can't use kids' facilities with your kid. It's drop them off, like a kid's club, I, you yeah. know? Or And sometimes it's like, well, it's the heat of the day and we don't want them outside. We've got amazing facilities, but I don't want to leave him because he's two and I'm happy yeah. to be with him, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's always a big thing for me. So we went to Forte Village in Sicily, which is just incredible. <laughs> I mean, but what's incredible for is every age group of child. So if your kid is 14 and loves football, there's proper like Chelsea Academy football clubs. Mm. Or if they like tennis, it's like they have ATP 100 events held at this place, you know? So it doesn't matter your age or your interest. Go-karting, pottery. I mean, you can do it all. Mm. But also, you could not see any of it if you don't mm. want to yeah. and have a lovely just beach holiday. Mm. Greece comes up a lot in it the does. There were a lot of yeah. Greece And locations. they are known for it. These kind of, mm. there's a resort called Sani, which is mm. mentioned, and they've got a few spin-off sister hotels. And it's like... They puree the food for you. They sterilize your bottles. There's no stairs. The babysitting services, the crate. All the staff are like childcare professionals. So in the restaurants, they come and they'll play. Like, I've never been, but my friends go back year on year Mm. because they love it so much. There's plenty out there. Do you have any fond childhood memories of holidays, you two? I, this morning, came in from Centre Parks in Woburn. It's uh, not even childhood. Yeah, yeah, not even, yeah, here I am. <laughs> it was my uh, cousin's 30th, and there are a few kids in the family now, so a two-year-old, 18-month-old, an eight-month-old. So it's like, let's go somewhere that's family-friendly. I was so impressed, you know, everything you need in walking distance. Mm. So obviously, we had these two different lodges for the amount of us there were. There were 13 adults and three kids. And, and was that nice, a, nice was. enough accommodation? Yeah, exactly. Because you kind of view it more good. as a, like, summer camp. Yeah, no, the, the lodges were absolutely fine. Like, you know, had everything you needed. There were cots and everything as yeah. well. Uh, and, yeah, we could kind of do the self-catering thing as well, which obviously kept things down, because I know a lot of people say about centre parks, like, oh, it's quite good value until you get there and then you've got to pay for everything. Like but a Ryanair think, holiday. Exactly. <laughs> but actually, I think because the boys were still quite young, the swimming pool with all these mental slides, uh, that's free. So we spent mm. a lot of time in the swimming pool. But that's good that you yeah. have to pay for absolutely yeah, everything. And you can just go walking or you can take your own bikes. You don't have to, you know, do all oh, You don't these... have to rent the bikes. No, you can do if you don't have any, mm. but you can take your own as well. So, yeah, we were really impressed. You know, it rained a little bit. It was sunny at other times, but there was loads that we could do. And it was just really nice. Everyone could do their own thing as well. Like, nobody was offended because some people were going to go to the adventure golf course, mm. but some people were going to go swimming. And there's a spa as well. So we did all sort of, at different times, had a treatment here or there. But... That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, thanks for having me. That was really fun. It was nice lovely to have you. you. Nice chat. That was a good highlights roundup, I thought. But do check out all the articles on the site because we've obviously just dipped into them. But plenty of info and really, really interesting array of things this week. So, yeah, get involved. If you did enjoy the podcast, please do rate, review, like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.